Welcome, everyone, to the Enter the Vortex. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I wish Welcome. we could hear what was going on in their world. Hmm? I, like, you know, when you address an audience and you're like, hey, how's it going? And you get some clapback answer. I wish we could get that response back. It'd be kind of entertaining. We could tune into the energy of our, our I was going to say our sponsors, but they're not sponsors. <laughs> If you want to be a sponsor, I mean, the door's open, you guys. <laughs> oh, tune into the energy of our our listeners. Oh, it mm. feels an awful lot like fuck this <laughs> lately. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of chaotic energy happening right now. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Um, again, it continues to prove that I tend to be a week ahead of the earth energy and Last week for me was a shit show, um, energetic wise, but like in an entertaining way, like I'm so, it's been happening so consistently since the summer of last year that I'm like, are we fucking done with this yet or not? Like, cause I'm done with this stuff. I would like to be the bright, cheerful, funny, goofy self that I actually am. And not this like sludging around in my own BS, but it really isn't. It's just like, here's how I'll, I'll let me recount that. It feels like as if we are still trying to clean up the mess that the residual mess that has been left behind from 2021. And it's almost like we're in this like liminal space in January where it's, it doesn't quite feel like New Year to me. And I wonder if that'll shift with February 1st in bulk um, turning of the wheel um, because it really just feels like, you know, like typically it's like New Year's resolutions and People are going to do all these great things and like I'll start in January. Well, how many of us actually did? And also January was started on a weekend this year. So like <laughs> 2022 started on a weekend. So this whole year should have weekend vibes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it should be the weekend vibes where you just want to slouch on your couch all day long and get nothing done because you're exhausted. It should be like, let's engage in community. Let's go back to doing recreational things. Let's do the fun things. Let's bring back that kind of energy. But I just kind of feel as though maybe with the astrological transits that are happening too. And I do remember hearing that like all of the different earth energies, the human residents and all of those were at a really low point. So like, right. We were, we talked about that last week in one of our classes that we were in and, mm -hmm. um, how that hit my energetic field and it was just like the final like sad trombone of like are you sure you want to carry this with you because this is why it's still in your field this is what you need to address which is fine like I get that I can continue to clear my shit that's the whole point of this work that we do um but then again I feel like something has shifted as of well about two days ago now so that would have been like Thursday Friday so if I'm a week ahead of the curve then that would put us into the end of like, like the, the late end of half back half end of January. I'm stuttering on my words. I haven't had enough water, too much coffee. <laughs> so yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting, let's make sure we tie up all the loose ends kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. That makes a ton of sense. Cause I know for me too, like, I am like looking at the calendar and I'm like, as if half of January is yeah. gone already yeah well thankfully because it's usually the longest month of your life <laughs> I'm like but I had plans this month I had things that I had to do <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because I've been slacking and procrastinating or if it's been more of like I'm just in that weekend vibe like you mentioned mm -hmm. like I don't know it's just like half of the month is gone and I'm just like 
I'm not ready for it to be February. I had things that I had planned this month. <laughs> like, right. Can we just maybe even just go back one week, please? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, it's like an interesting time space warp where like we want things to accelerate, but then when it does, it's like, wait a second, I got to catch up on some things. You know, it's an interesting push pull, but for me, mm -hmm. like I actually, I didn't set any resolutions. I didn't look at my year goals, what I want to do this quarter in my business. I didn't look at any of that stuff. I'm just like, I'm just going to sit in this for a week or two and see what I need to process still, because there are some things that are in my field that I need to clear that aren't going to help me carry forward in the new year. But it's funny or not funny, but interesting how just bringing that to my awareness was enough for things to shift. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple of days, I've had a couple of things like opportunities arise that aren't, I'm not going to put it out there just yet because like, I need to see how they play out. But I was like, I'm getting the confirmations of things that were in my awareness at the beginning of December of what I was like, I need to make 2022 look different. I think the whole world needs this. And how can I do that for me on my own individual level? And some of those things, those trajectories that I was like kind of playing around in for possibility for 2022, they're starting to show up now, just this week, just in the last couple of days, which is really, really cool. Um, and whether or not they're the ones that I need to be on, I've also, it doesn't really matter to me because it's enough of a confirmation that like, Hey, you've asked for some awareness around this. And now here it is, it's showing up for you. Mm -hmm. And whether I'm in that sludge of my own spinning out on things or whether I'm actually doing the clearing work, I still kind of catch the vibe. So sometimes you need the universe to throw you a bone kind of thing. And I guess I'm finally getting that, which is really, really interesting. Um, my half-assed astrology has been helping because I do I do follow along with some different accounts on um, social media that influence kind of my perception of what's happening in the world. And it's just, it's been, yeah, it's like, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the next couple of weeks. Like I think come February, I'm going to be laughing about what I'm saying today just because like, okay, well, this was this and this was that. And like, I'll actually have the answers to tell the listeners of what's been coming to play. But what I was really pushed to do was to rebrand myself. So for those of you that are looking for me on social media, I've switched my uh, Instagram name. So we'll see if I remember to uh, fix that at the end of our recording as a reminder, but um, I've ditched screen. Yes. I've, I've ditched the elevate aspect and I've just, I'm just going with coach Carol sky because it's easy. It makes more sense to the niche market that I am trying to get into. And that's part of some of the cool things that I'm going to be putting forth into the world in February. So. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, it's, it's interesting because I do wonder what the energy is doing. Cause I feel like, mm. like, I mean, even, I mean, I, I know I've talked to you about like the chaos that I was feeling with some of the cursed topic stuff that was yeah, being controversial topics experienced yeah. <laughs> by me um but yeah like I literally I had four days of my muggle job and that's where I'm like inundated with so many things like there's updates there's like mm -hmm. internal memos about how things have to be and all that stuff and it's just like oh my god and I feel like since I've kind of pulled back from that again because now I'm off for a week it's just like things have settled down in my life again. And I'm not as stressed about that stuff, which is really quite fascinating. 
Um, so there's a grid that definitely gets plugged into um, when I'm there, right? You literally like, picked up my thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's definitely a grid that I'm being, I'm either plugging into intentionally or unintentionally, or while I'm there, I'm just picking up on the information. I'm not necessarily plugged in, but enough that it's affecting me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting. But then, yeah, when I come back out of it, it's like, wasn't actually that difficult to just like, nope, not my energy. Get out. GTFO. (laughs) I'm done with this. Um, And then I've been able to pull back quite a bit from that again. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's really the energy other than that, like that feels very, what's the word? just doesn't resonate the same way with the rest of the energy that I'm feeling, which I know like we can talk about that all in its own episode, but like energetic wise, I feel like the energy is very laid low right now, Yeah, but it, it almost feels like there's this energy of like a coiled snake ready to strike. And I don't quite know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like waiting on bated breath here for a second. I have to say something else that I've noticed in this last week is that my intuition is amplified like a hundredfold of what it was even a month ago. And I don't see that changing. And it's interesting as you're talking, I'm picking up on your thought threads already telepathy, like through telepathy. Yeah. And it's like, I'll ask a question in my head, but then your conversation answers it out loud. (laughs) And I do see like this dual like the energy is to lay low I do think collectively a lot of us are just exhausted about the nonsense and I also find it fascinating that you know when something is about to crumble and you're just starting to see like the the grains of sand move or the rocks start to fall and then you from farther away you might have that intuitive hit of okay it's time to pivot it's time to shift it's time to redirect myself and somehow like whether that's physically because you're like witnessing an avalanche about to happen or whether that's in your own like personal life, kind of like metaphorically speaking, I feel like the rock tumble has started Mm -hmm. and it's starting to gain momentum. And I think for those of us that are empathic or really tuned into the energy of the collective energy of the earth, whatnot, or even just have body awareness. um, I think we're catching up on that. And it's like, it's almost go time. And so we need to rest because it's going to get inundated again in a way that may not necessarily be what we were expecting or hopeful for. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not necessarily going to be a doomsdayer because I really don't actually tread, like I don't track into things that far ahead. Like I don't look at the year ahead energetically. That's never been something that I've been interested in doing. I just kind of go with my own personal stuff. Um, but I mean, I've also been blindsided with things that I've tracked in the past, but my intuition, like I said, is different this week than it has been in a while. And I've also been starting to get different visuals of how trajectories play out for me. So somebody could ask me a question of something that's happening. And it's like, I get shown a couple of different options and to add to the layer of that my visual that I do receive when I tap in is no longer just sepia tones or black and whites I'm now starting to see holographic as well mm-hmm. which is new and it's interesting but it started flashing me about a week ago um, I'll often try and, and tap into my thought processes as I'm falling asleep and 
try to clear what I can or whatever else is coming up on my mind and like, you know, track into those things. And sometimes I'll get visual of people's faces or, or, or like places and, and that, but this time around, I was actually getting some interesting galactic imagery cool. and, and the outlines of them were holographic. They were no longer shadow. They used to sh- present a shadow, but now I'm starting to see holographic and I got some interesting like facial shapes and I probably could have drawn it, but I was like, is it really relevant? And I got a no. So I didn't like, you know, bother trying to look for my journal in the dark to draw it out. Is it well relevant that I get up and I draw these faces while I'm trying to fall asleep? No? Okay. Sleep time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had some, I didn't get any weird dreams of it, so that's good. Um, yeah. But the shift into that holographic visual was interesting for me. And then I also ha- received another visual when I was tracking what it is like to be plugged into some of those disempowerment grids and what I also saw was like essentially an over a holographic overlay over the human body which is not something that I've ever seen before and I just got some really cool awareness of how the human body stores the soul story through those holographic images so it's 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 going to be kind of cool to explore that in the next little while Mm -hmm. and see how that plays out for information for me to help others yeah, that'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, it kind of falls on, like, not all of that, but like some of that falls in line with kind of what I was experiencing too. Cause I know, was it last week that I was telling you that I was having really weird, vivid dreams? Yeah. <laughs> with my gnomes. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I still, you know, I haven't had a continuation of that dream yet. Um, so I don't know what the gnomes were meaning, but um, for the listeners out there, like um, I had a dream over the night um, of like a really, like it was really vivid. It was blue, like really dark royal blue and the really bright red. Like when you think of like Smurfs, that's, those are the color combinations. Um, When you think of Smurfs, Smurfs, that's the colors that I was seeing, like the blues and the reds, but it was gnomes um, because it definitely had the hat and the beard and the weird nose, just really weird. But it was like, it was almost as if like I was seeing it, like usually when I dream, and I know I've told you this, Carol, but usually when I dream, I see it from a third person perspective. I know I'm first person and I'm in the dream, but I'm usually seeing it as if I was watching a play happen. Now, these dreams that I was having, I was in first person, which is like a complete change for me. And I don't quite know why that's happened. Haven't figured that out yet. However, um, so what I was witnessing was like these people like that are my neighbors across the lake, like they were putting together some sort of weird party. There was a red bell. That's all I remember. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, that was a weird dream. Not a big deal. Well, that day I decided I really desperately needed a nap. I think that was the day that actually almost knocked me out, right? Like my daughter had went for, um, she went and laid down. Um, for her nap. And I went and I just cuddled with my cat in bed. And the next thing I know, I slept for like 15 minutes and I was like, okay, my body really needs to rest. So while I was sleeping that period, I had a continuation of this dream and it picked up from the end of the last dream. So it was like, now, instead of this bell being there, it was like, we were having a party and it was a party for gnomes. I have no idea. Very strange. Don't quite know. That's all I can remember from it but it was really vivid. And like, my dreams are usually more like veiled, I'll say, 
So they're like, they're not hazy because I can see things clearly through them, but it's like veiled. I can tell that it's like removed from myself, but these ones being so vivid and being in first person, I'm like, what does this mean? And I haven't quite, like I said, figured out the, the reasoning behind it or like the, the information that's coming through. And I honestly, I don't think I need to know, like my, my um, human brain doesn't need to con like grab that concept. I think all that needed to happen was like that, that um, awareness, but it was interesting because it was, yeah, I think it was that that was on Tuesday. I think that I had those dreams and it was that previous work session. Um, so those previous four shifts that I started on Thursday of like the week previous, um, that I started seeing like the holographic, holographic, like fractals type thing. Like, again, like you were saying, um, but like minds are like minds, mine are like, I'll blink. And as I'm blinking, I'm catching like a holographic or like, um, prismy rainbow type of shine you know, um, which is so super weird. Like I'm seeing that with my physical eyes. Like, I'm like, this is trippy, man. <laughs> it was so cool. And like, I think that was when I was telling you that I was obsessed with rainbows. Like I just need all of the rainbows. So there's clearly something going on with the gnomes and the fractals or holographics or whatever it is that I'm seeing. So I just quickly Googled gnomes to see what came up. And the folklore from Britannica says that they are um earth spirits who guard mines of precious treasures hidden within the earth so it's like the the, the words hidden treasure kind of stood out for me in the sense that perhaps there is some kind of hidden treasures that we're about to uncover um i really love the idea of light therapy and rainbows and i do have a couple of prisms that hang through my window and i love when the rainbows scatter across the wall mm -hmm. and i do feel like you know like when somebody looks at a rainbow or a prism on the wall like you do have an interesting connection right away like I I don't know about the rest of the world but for me personally like I just kind of like I'm taken aback and awe of it I think a little bit and that in itself can definitely lend some healing and some interesting insights if you just pause and actually like took a moment to be in that moment and, and take it all in you know mm. um and I do find it also interesting that in the skies there was a couple of nights ago where we had a really vivid sunset it was absolutely stunning pinks and purples and oranges and like really like my kind of color scheme and in the winter time sunsets are more pastel tones um but I then was on social media later that day and it was really cool to see like people in Hawaii and California and in other parts of the world posting literally the exact same photo of what I could have taken of my sunset in my own backyard here in Winnipeg so I wonder again like we should really visit in on like the value of like the color therapy that we're getting from mother nature and, and the mm -hmm. solar system and and the planet that we're living on like i wish we would spend more time like tuning into that rather than like being so human about the day-to-day -day grind and perhaps we're, we're starting to see that shifting in the world um but it's it's kind of it's kind of flowery cute and like metaphorical to think that way <laughs> yeah that's fair but I don't know. It's interesting. Cause yeah, when I see those rainbows, like all I've been being hit with, and I wish it was sunny today. Um, but I keep getting hit with this, like this, um, image of myself standing in front of, I should just get one of my crystals and hold in front of my eye, like my third eye here, 
because I, I really want to have rainbow right here. Like I need it to strike me in between my eyes and I just need to sit and enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I'll probably, I'll need to get like one of my prisms or whatever, so I can actually direct it as opposed to trying to just like line up with where my sun catcher is shining. <laughs> <rainbows>. <laughs> okay. But like, oh man, like think, yeah, we want to talk about color therapy. Imagine getting hit with a rainbow right on the direct center of your forehead. Like that's where I like really desire it. Um, so it makes me wonder like, what is that? Why? What kind of light codes are we picking up on? Mm-hmm. I wonder what um, what it is about the third eye. It almost feels like it might be a reset. Have you ever put crystals on your body before? Uh, it's been a really long time. I have a quartz crystal point that is probably about five or six inches tall mm-hmm. that I have taken and laid with on in the crown area. I haven't been able to like, it's like pretty heavy. So I wouldn't just like lay with it resting here because I'd have to be really still. With my luck, it would fall over and like make my nose bleed or something because it's a pretty heavy chunk of quartz. Yeah. I have sat with it with intention, holding it over my third eye or holding it at the crown. And the first time I did it, whoa, did I ever, like, I actually felt energetic sparks and it was a really interesting experience. And I have had a healing um, ceremony before or um, healing sessions where I've been the client where they've given me certain types of rocks or crystals or some kind of earth element to hang on to in my hand to give yourself like a, a reset, a reconnect back to which essentially is how we energetically get back on access, so to speak, like imagining a rod going down your, uh, your spine and up your head out and like anchoring in and to wherever you are in the world. But um, there's different ways to do it. And each different element that I've used, whether it's the quartz crystal point, or I think there was some kind of like charged metal rods that I was given during this one. It, um, the, the thing is called a life activation. It's a mystery school teaching I had that happen and it was like something to do with the way that the rods balance you while you're standing on earth. It was a really cool experience. That was the first time I ever actually felt shadow of the entities in my field that were here to help, which was a really cool experience. And that was like seven years ago. Um, But now I can just call upon them whenever I feel like it and they show up. (laughs) But, um, and then like to use quartz or to use selenite or like the different crystals that are available from mother earth, like they do hold different properties, you know. Um, That's something that I, I feel like maybe will become part of my practice going forward because they've been in my awareness again when I do my like healing sessions when it's like hands-on healing not just the coaching sessions um to start incorporating more crystal therapy as well because they do amplify and help clear that's essentially what they're there for right and I think that quartz itself it's actually not a solid but it, it vibrates at such a high vibration that it maintains form I believe is what the quantum understanding of that is, which I think is like really cool to be looking at a crystal and know that you can touch it and feel it and hold it in your human hand, but also know that it's actually not solid. Like it's a weird mind bend to consider. Right. It's like our atoms are moving so slowly that they don't pass through it. Yeah. Or something. That's, that's, that's wild. Yeah. Astrology and science over here, you guys, I don't claim to be perfect at anything. I just, I'm a collective mix of a whole bunch of information. Um, so I can't be used as an encyclopedia, but um, <laughs> research. A hundred percent accurate. And you just called out my Pleiadian. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
The Pleiadians have an opinion on everything, especially Earth matters, and they're loud and they're fun, and I'm grateful to be connected to them. <laughs> Which is like, why? Why do they have such information or like such an opinion on you know Earth matters? Why are they so tied to Earth? I would say it's likely because of the amount of extensions of them they have here and they probably are trying to hold the trajectory of earth in high regard for what earth deserves to experience and because we're collectively in that shift right now like uh, in the next like in the, the 20 the year 2020 to 2024 there's going to be a lot of shakeup right we've already we're already halfway through it we know this it's coming it's it's just kind of become the norm and you've almost conditioned to this new level new devil but some of us with our human is like we're still playing catch up you know mm-hmm. and I do think that like at least my plating aspect of self is really rooting for us to to make those shifts and to see the change but we've also got to clear through our heavy stuff too like let's like lift it up and out and um the way I see things kind of unfolding for humanity isn't necessarily going to look the way we thought but that doesn't mean it's not still going to be what is like like I guess the end result might be the same but how we how we're going to get there might be a little more chaotic than we originally expected I suppose I mean I could also just be talking out of my ass but that's kind of what my Pleiadians like say this but not that kind of thing because obviously I'm like I said I'm not a doomsdayer I'm not a I'm not a fear-mongering kind of person in fact the amount of fear mongering that is going on really grinds my gears. The amount of expectation of society upon others right now is really like a head shaker to me because that's, it's like, you know, when you sign up for your dream job and then you realize that it's not actually your dream job because aspects of it are to go completely against your ethics or your own personal like way of being. And then you get kind of disillusioned by it because you had that letdown. That's kind of what I feel like is going on right now. Like we had high hopes Perhaps some of us were a little hijacked by some misinformation and we like, you know, thought the world was going to be better in two years. And then it's like, well, actually now this is happening. And then actually that's going to happen. And then actually this might happen. Like, okay, cool. But what about what's happening right now internally in your own world from take it out of the macro and move to the micro, like work on self first, because one of the messages that came through recently for me was that it's not about it's not necessarily always about the big collective and like how you can contribute to humanity. It's also about how you can contribute at home. And even if you're a single person, like that home is within you. And if you're not taking care of your human, you can't be of service to the collective anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of shifted my perspective on what I want to do in business and like knocked out some grandiose, like delusions of grandeur about the expectations behind what I wanted to create. And it's made it a lot easier for me to, realize where my passion and my mission and my purpose is laying because it's not where I put my focus in the past so that's fair interesting experience of awareness Mm -hmm. since December yeah but I mean I I can follow that thread because I feel like at least in my life a lot of my shifts started happening at the end of 2020 or sorry 2019 right like my daughter was born Um, and then that really forced me to hang out at home. Um, you know, not that it forced me to hang out at home, but there was, you know, you got a new baby. It's hard to travel. I didn't want that. 
it's hard to do it on your own. We'll say that. Um, and, uh, you know, with, with your husband working or your partner working or whatever, and like going to school and things like that, it was just like, I'll just stay here because I can control this environment in my household. Right. So I, I really had to shift from helping a lot of other people in my muggle job into really focusing on what I need and what my baby needed. Um, and then as kind of, we're going forward, I've, I mean, once my mat leave was over, I went back to work and back to helping the collective, if you will. Um, and really finding like, yeah, I like helping the collective, but the way that I'm currently helping in my muggle job is not, it's just not the way that I'd like to help, right? It's not the way that I feel is best for the human, you know, cause like I'm only doing them or like, I'm only doing them. I'm only doing so much for them. Right. Or, or with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, we're, we're really, if you look at the five subtle bodies, I'm only really addressing one, maybe two, right? Like I'd be looking at the mental and then, well, maybe three, the mental, sometimes physical and most likely emotional. Cause those three kind of, kind of go to get, well, they all go together, but like in my muggle job, that's kind of what I'd be addressing. That's the human awareness. Right. And so what I really want to do in my you know, healing practice is to actually address everything, right? Like I want to, and I've had a lot of shifts too. Like I I know I've been talking to you about um, wanting to go and do um, some learning about herbalism um, and getting some sort of, you know, I don't know, knowledge to back up that side. Um, And I feel like I've kind of come to this awareness that maybe what I want to do, and like, this is, this is like, January 2022, Aaron thoughts. You cannot, cannot hold me accountable to these thoughts even two weeks from now because yeah, <laughs> things true. can change. Um, but like, I'm really thinking about like, what would it look like if I did some sort of like holistic nursing practice, mm-hmm. you know, or like shifting more to doing something like that, right? Like I don't know. I, maybe I don't want to call myself a nurse, you know, and I don't know how that would work with my college or my registration body. Um, but like shifting away from that and really looking at the whole human, like maybe it's more uh, like naturopathy that I want to look into or what, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to add more schooling on is the biggest thing. Sometimes you're just like, I need to, I need to live a human life and not be always in that learning mode. Yeah. So, and I think that's where like the herbalism comes into, because I feel like that's more play. Like that lights me up. That gets me excited. You know, and if I, whatever, I don't care what title I have at the end of my name or what letters I get or whatever, as long as I have the knowledge and the ability to do what I want to set out to do, I think that's what really matters. But I really want to look at the human as a whole you know, and not just do like the energy work side or not just do the, you know, psych side of things or, you know, not just doing the nutrition part of things, right? Like if I took all of my, my fun things that I'm doing, like my muggle job stuff, the, you know, the energetic work that I have and um, maybe adding in this herbalism stuff and kind of compiling all of that into one thing, I think that would make me 
I was going to say superhuman because that's not quite the right word, but <laughs> that would make me a really powerful, I think, um, you know, I don't know, person on my healing or in my healing practice or whatever we want to call it. Right. I find that this drive to have every single modality become justifiably and certifiable a personal trainer you have to have this certification if you want to be a massage therapist you have to have that certification if you want to be a reiki healer you have to have this certification if you want to be a teacher you need to have that certification if you want to be a nurse you need to have these certifications i understand the value and the requirement of that to hold people accountable to this a certain standard mm -hmm. but they're not communicating with each other and then you have all of these different modalities that are compartmentalized and we're not really looking at the full picture of the human. I can still, like, I don't, the thing like personal training for me has been a curiosity for a very long time. And, and yet I kind of have a bit of a rant about certifications because some of these more unregulated or less regulated industries I almost feel like the certification is a formality and it's, it's just like, it doesn't, the weekend workshop that I would have to take to get a piece of paper that says I'm a qualified certified, certified personal trainer in Canada. It's literally a weekend workshop that doesn't account for the 20 years of experience that I have put into researching and physically experiencing actual working out in a gym, what works for my body and what doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, it's an interesting dance. Like, and I understand like, you know, okay, you need it for insurance purposes, but you know, if you actually were integrity within your job, you wouldn't need insurance. So it's like an interesting dance of like, you got to be certified. You have to be insured. Like I certainly don't want to do, like, I would never do anything to cause harm knowingly to a client. I certainly wouldn't recommend things that I don't think they're capable of doing. And I think that's part of the disservice, especially in the fitness industry, but I think actually even in teaching as well where we are expected to do something based on the status quo or the previous way that things have been done, but we're missing that link of bringing another layer of the human along. Like it's not just the emotional body. It's not just the physical body. What about the spiritual body? What about the energy body? Like, you know, and until we start to look at how can we bring and bridge all of those aspects into who we are? Like, I guess that's why I took the path that I did, right? Like I have teaching, I have all of these things and like I, I have no problem like I'm considering challenging the the certification exam anyway just mm -hmm. to have it and just to say like I do actually have the street, street cred even though I kind of make a mockery of it in a way but it just seems so silly to me that for me to have street credibility in my industry I have to spend one weekend taking a workshop and yes they want you to recertify and take credit hours every year to add to that and I get that and there's valuable information there but it's like it's just, it seems silly to me. Like if someone were to turn around and tell me that I've said something controversial and they're going to strip away my teaching degree. Well, you don't, you, you take away a piece of paper. You don't actually take, you can't take away my ability to teach. You can just take away my ability to teach in public school. That doesn't mean that I'm no longer a teacher. It just means that I can't legally teach in a public school setting. But at the same time, like you haven't, that just erasing a certification doesn't erase the knowledge is kind of what I'm getting at. And again, like I'm not, I mean, I know I'm a rebel, but I'm not going to do anything stupid or sabotage myself, you know, to, to have these things taken away from me. But it just seems like, it makes me wonder why we want to compartmentalize, you know, and I feel like because we've done that, we've also lost some of the oral tradition and the, and the cultural tradition and, and the ways of our ancestors in which 
they did actually incorporate herbalism and believed in magic of some kind or a higher power of some kind and and it's like almost there's a revolt against all of that right now and they're really trying to vilify some of these industries and it's like but the like our ancestors there's a reason why I'm here today it's because our ancestors were able to survive because of these things and and it's just I, I would like to see that trend I guess, accelerate a little faster than it is. So it's a bit disheartening to see that there are ways that things can shift, but they're just not maybe happening to my level of expectation. Cause I want immediate feedback cause that's the human in me, right? Like I like to vacuum, I like to sweep because those cleaning things, when I do those little chores around the house, you get immediate feedback. You sweep your carpet or my sweep your carpet, sweep your floors or vacuum your carpet. And it's like, you know, right away that you've done something. Whereas with the rest of it, it's like, you don't get that. And I think maybe that's why teaching was so hard for me is you don't always get that immediate connection, right? Like it's, it might be years before a student comes back to you and tells you that that you've left an impact on their life in some way. You don't get that right away. You don't even know. And that not knowing is where your soul needs to come in and, and your intuition needs to come in because what you're doing is okay. And that if it isn't okay, you would get some sort of intuitive hit to make a shift, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, I don't know, that's, it's an interesting thought to ponder, because as you said, like, you don't get that immediate, you know, feedback that what you did was like, either important or, or made a shift in someone. It's just like, maybe that's why I feel so disjointed when it comes to like my muggle job, right with the nursing practice. It's like, some of it isn't immediate, like, sometimes you can say something to a client and it'll hit their red. Well, now I know it's a resonance field and like you can witness like, Oh, and it clicks right for them. Those are the moments where I'm like, Oh yes, I did something awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's a lot of times where like you're talking to someone or you're communicating with them and you know that it's just not getting through and they're going to probably be back two weeks, three weeks, four weeks from now. And you're going to see the same damn things <laughs> and it's not going to hit again. And then you'll see them in a couple more months and then you'll say it again. And it's just like, how many more times do we have to play this cycle? You know? And I think at least for me, I think knowing, knowing what we know from the energetic standpoint and things like that, like it really, I think really makes me feel not useless. That's not quite the right word but ineffective maybe, Mm. you know, like when I'm telling someone something or if I'm talking to them and I'm doing my best to allow them to see something or like to, to open them up to the idea of something. Um, and then like, you just know that it's not clicking. And so you try to come in from another approach, but you're also working with like three, four, five other, you know, nurses on staff that are also trying to do similar things. And just like, yeah, my words are empty here. See you in a couple of months when you, you know, yeah. inevitably fall again. <laughs> you know, it's like, damn. Like, I understand that we obviously have to take into consideration whether the person wants the healing, the teaching, the whatever, the change. Mm-hmm. And I have to get better at accepting people for where they are at in my personal life, anyway. Um, cause I, I can do this no problem for a client because that's literally my point. 
as as a healer and a helper to work with the client where they're at. And I can I could do that in teaching too, working with my student where they were at. But when it comes to adults that you can see spinning their wheels and they don't necessarily are they are not necessarily ready to make change or they don't want to make change, that one hits me hard because there's that pull of I want the immediate feedback. I know what I I know what I can do to help you. I know what you need to do to help you, but you don't even want it. And that was a battle I had with my dad for a very long time. And he, it's it's kind of funny that through his struggles with his own health, it kind of motivated me to pursue my perspective on health in a much different way. Hmm. Um, but he wouldn't change his ways despite evidence being presented to him and I could tell him something about changing a specific part of his diet or changing a specific routine in his day and if it's coming out of my mouth he would reject it right away but he would get the doctor's book of home remedies from those infomercials that were playing in the 90s infamously all the time and if it was the exact same thing that was written in that book well the book told him he needs to do that but he wouldn't give me the credit for it which is kind of funny but also like a point of contention amongst us, obviously. Um, but it's just like, wow, like, if, if it wasn't for that influence, I don't know that I would have ever looked at holistic books for healing and health and, and nutrition and herbalism, because herbalism does ping me too. But again, like you said, I'm done with school right now, like I'm tapped out, I'm not interested in, in investing in that industry at all anymore. I, it's time for me to start creating in that industry instead and start teaching others and then from mm -hmm. that okay when it's the new level cool I'll go get another certification that is going to be of value to me and my practice but recertifying on a weekend with possibly even online because I don't I doubt it's in person right now you know like it just it doesn't it doesn't yeah it just makes me kind of shake my head a little bit so maybe that industry needs to do better maybe I need to do better maybe we all need to do better but <laughs> yeah well I think like honestly I think there are so many industries out there right now that are going to go through some sort of change over the next few years mm -hmm. um and I mean like I'm not just talking about like the big systems that we have with like the banking and the housing and things like that but like you know even just well I mean medical is also a big system but like I feel like that's shifting too, like exponentially um like look at how many people pre-global wackiness um <laughs> you know look at how many people who are looking at alternative health um, models right mm -hmm. lots of people I know are like okay who do you go to for acupuncture who do you know who's a Chinese doctor I want to see a Chinese like uh, someone who's trained in Chinese medicine um you know like there's naturopaths out there like you know I can I mean maybe it's just because of the people that I surround myself with or what but like so many people are more open to that now. Whereas, you know, before, like even just in my mother's day and age, when she would be my age, it was like, you know, doctor was it. Maybe you would see a chiropractor. That was kind of the, the furthest you'd go. Maybe massage, but massage was more like, I don't know, not necessarily viewed as like someone who could change your life, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas now, like, like I said, with homeopathy, naturopathy, osteopathy like there's so many different like branches of alternative health out there that it just like it's crazy you know and I think I think I actually heard of like there's a few insurance companies out there that'll actually 
cover your like Reiki treatments. But I think there's a very specific way that you have to go about it. Um, you know, and even in cancer care, like cancer care is recommending that people get Reiki because it can help lessen, you know, your effects of, you know, I think it was like, it can help, um, decrease your feelings of pain and stress and things like that. Like cancer care is like, talk about Reiki. It's crazy, you know, like, and I get it. Like, I also too would love to see like at the end of this year or like next year or whatever, like in five years, be like, okay, you know, allopathic medicine has its own, you know, road to go down. And then you have all your alternative medicines, you know, and then like everyone has their own like team of healthcare providers versus just your doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd love to see that happen. And this is a slippery slope of information transfer, but what if your chiropractor could talk with your general practitioner or have a database, which is like I said, I get it. Like I know this is going to ruffle some feathers, but what if the, what if the actual positive intention of having your records online and available is so that these different practitioners can have access and it is safe and secure and they take a look at, you know, what I've been going through with my chiropractor, what I've been going through with my GP, what I've been going through with my, with my Reiki healer and see how those systems are actually connected rather than continuing to keep them compartmentalized because then things get missed, you know? And I understand that that is a bit of how I'm going to start looking at, like even at a deeper level within my own clients um, to, and to be able to know when to have to refer out rather than like, you know, think that it's all on me. Cause I don't think that at all. And I do think that there is value in having allopathic medicine for some things and naturopathic herbology, all those different fun, like options, mm-hmm. but we need to get to a point in society where we are communicating with each other rather than pitting each other against, because what's happening right now is that we've actually amplified the pitting against of herbal and natural medicine against the mainstream medical And it is doing such a disservice to people, especially in the North American or like Western medicine, because we are so far behind. Eastern medicine has been around for centuries and there's a reason for it, you guys. Like, like there's a reason for it. There's value in it and there's truth in it. And we, we almost like, I feel like on the West side of the world, we're kind of more of an experimental stage rather. And then each side is kind of holding the polarity for the ancestral and the traditional wisdoms and and we're doing this like really weird dance right now between the two and I hope that we see them communicate in a respectful and loving manner with each other in our lifetime but I feel like we might only be a small blip on that transition Mm -hmm. it might take longer than our lifetime for it to actually be what it could be because I think it would be really cool if I could like you know, but I mean, is it also just a matter of, do we need to just teach humans better awareness of their body? Like we were talking about, like, you know, with, with potty training a child, like, does the child even know what their body feels like right before they have to do number one or number two? Because if they don't have that connection, they may not, it's, it's going to take you a little longer until they make that mind body connection of, oh, my body feels like this. And then I do that, you know, like, and, and what if we actually taught our children the language from birth, like, oh, you must be feeling this because you're showing signs of hunger. I mom will feed you or dad will feed you or whatever, you know, and start talking about, but then how can we do that if the parents were never taught that, right? So it's kind of a a bit of a, we have to play catch up in some way of 
you know, speaking about anatomy and physiology and the energetics of the human body from a very, very young age, we could have a completely different lifestyle in one generation if these kids are raised in a different way, you know? So like, does it come, is it like a chicken or an egg kind of thing? Do we start from the top down, but then also have to start from the bottom up so we some sort of meet in the middle? Because I feel mm -hmm. like my generation anyway is more of a, we're the, we're the bridges between the two. So it may not manifest fully in my lifetime, but my grandkids might benefit from it. And that's not that far from now. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely agree. And yeah, I can tell you that it is very interesting <laughs> trying to do things as a child that doesn't fully understand what things are happening in their bodies. Mm -hmm. um, like even like, I, it's funny that you mentioned hunger because it's like, I, I know I'd ask my child like, oh, are you hungry? Like, do you want a snack? And she's just like, no. But then like sh two seconds later, she'll be grabbing something out of the pantry. And I'm like, so you are hungry, mm -hmm. you know, like, but she doesn't quite understand like, oh, my stomach feels this way. Mm -hmm. I need food. Right. And it's just like, <laughs> what did she say? I think it was today. Actually, she said to me, she's she lifts up her shirt and she's like, mom, mama stomach talking to me I'm hungry <laughs> or like you know whatever it is in her little child speak and I'm like oh my god he recognized hunger <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I love that she put on such a show for you too and was like look at my belly it's talking to you <laughs> she loves she loves lifting up her shirt to show her uh, show you your her belly it's like the cutest thing ever um but yeah like it's when it's, you're an adult you get arrested <laughs> <laughs> we just we have to teach her to do it in appropriate positions <laughs> and places. Um, but yeah, it's really, really funny. And like, it's, I guess in essence, like if, yeah, if I, if I really sat down and I thought about things, like if I was a child and I didn't know how X, Y, Z felt, how would I describe that feeling so that my child can understand and bring that knowledge forward? You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, like, try to describe to you, to someone how you would feel if you have to go pee. I mean, like, like yeah. oh, I don't know. It's like, so unconscious to an adult because right? we've it, right? So we've just ingrained it. So, yeah, to, to break it back down again to teach someone as if they they don't have any knowledge at all. Like, to teach someone, like, could you imagine someone that had memory loss? And then to teach them how to be human again. But, like, memory loss of what it's like to be a human. So teaching them how to be human again is is much different than like teaching them how to like ride a bicycle again mm -hmm. you know um I almost feel like though maybe we all need to relearn how to be human and take it right back to that you know our body systems and okay this is my nervous system what does it do how does it feel in my body and like to have those conversations like those body talk conversations with self be like okay this is my organs like okay this is this organ hey hey kidney can you flash me right now so I know where you are in my body or or hey whatever like I know my pancreas has been flashing me a lot this week <laughs> but that's just like a, a D, uh, what's the word I don't know what the word is I can't think of it but it's like a remnant of my Christmas eating habits <laughs> uh, yes. I hear ya well, it's, it's interesting too because yes I, I agree with that thought process. Um, I think we really do need to really focus on being human again, because we have, or maybe not just like being human, but feeling our human is probably what I would say. 
Because how many of us are numbing out our bodies with food, substances, substances, medications, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, like, I don't want to like tell people to come off their medications if they need them, but like talk with your doctor. What are some things that you can do that like you can lessen the medication and like, you know, fix it with diet or exercise or things like that, right? Like there are so many different things like pain, for example, if you're having chronic pain, like let's look at ways that you can fix that without having to use some sort of opiate because that is a huge issue, (laughs) you know, right? Like, I mean, granted, I'm just a nurse, so don't come at me. I can't change your meds, but, um, you know, like it's like, there's ways that you can do that, right? Like there's so many other different things out there than just medication to fix things. And half the time it's just numbing it. It's not fixing the problem. It's a band-aid, right? You are treating the symptoms, not the cause. So you're going to continue to live with chronic pain until your liver decides to die because it has too much opiates or whatever. Yeah. Or you become addicted. And then that's a fun problem because then your opiates don't work anymore, but you continue to take them because you feel like if you take, if you don't, you're going to go into withdrawal and that's a shitty experience. I digress. <laughs> withdrawal from anything is a shitty experience. Not like, not just opiates and the more harsher, like chemical pharmaceuticals that are out there, but also mm-hmm. sugar. Milk. Detox, detoxing from dairy, detoxing from red meat switching from a uh, carnivore or whatever to a, a vegan diet or switching back from vegan because there's also flaws in being fully vegan you know with the human body like humans for me what feels right for my body is more of like that ancestral paleo you know you kind of live off your land and what's available to you and I had this really cool awareness this week of like wow like I love fruit I don't eat enough of it but I'm also noticing a a change in my cravings from winter to summer. And like, I love watermelon and fresh berries. And I know that there's value in the antioxidants from all these different, we have a, we have quite amount, um, a lot of different uh, varieties of berries growing in our backyard and we have them all frozen right now. So I can access blueberries and raspberries and hascap or honeyberry anytime. And the honeyberry specifically has a high amount of antioxidants, even more than what your blueberries do. And yet I don't want them in the winter. What mm-hmm. I'm actually craving right now is cooked apples with cinnamon and citrus fruits and pomegranate. And I found, I had this awareness and I was like, well, that makes sense because what properties are in these fruits that my body's probably lacking right now in the winter months, like the vitamin C and, and whatever that comes with the pomegranate and pomegranates are just fun. And like, they're a deep red color and it keeps you rooted and like all you could like attach all these different like spiritual meanings to what the food means but like if your body is telling you it's craving something there's a reason for it but if we're numbing it out with medications then we're turning off the signals and the turning off the body from being human and I will say that a lot of people are disassociating from what's going on and they're choosing they're choosing it to some extent especially with like putting their blinders on about what's happening in the world and and being in denial of it when it's right in plain sight, what's actually happening. And not that I want to fix the world because I can't, I have to fix myself first. Um, But I just really wish that we would figure out a way to get grounded back into ourself because 
that in itself I feel like there's a lot of people walking around off their axis and and not and like like lost puppies I don't want to say lost souls because the souls are there but like just lost puppies like not knowing which direction and just plugging away at what's going to get them through the day and like I've been there I've walked that I walked that in 2019 it's funny that you said that your transition started to change because so did mine 2019 Mm -hmm. was a huge catalyst year for me and again I was a bit of ahead of the curve because I made a choice to leave certain professions in 2019 and then they were shut down in 2020 pretty quickly anyway and I had an awareness in early early January of 2021 that I wouldn't be returning to either of these industries and sure enough things played out that I won't be I don't want to either because that's not the it's not the place that I'm meant to be. And then what came back for me was what I wanted to do 15 years ago that I haven't been doing. I've been avoiding for these 15 years. And an opportunity presented itself just this week that's going to put me back right where I started, where I need to. And I'm like super excited about it, but I'm also like, okay, what do I need to figure out and how do I organize this so that it's meaningful and I can take all of the teachings that I've had in the last 15 years and make it one kick-ass experience for myself and my clients going forward because I want to I want to bridge the knowledge that I have about a holistic uh, holistic not medicine holistic nutrition and physical fitness and Mm -hmm. just being realistic about body image and overcoming emotional binge eating and all of those things that I've walked through and make sure that others are aware that this is not how it has to be and like the industry itself that's a grid in itself to tap into and it's interesting to to see how many people are like so stuck in what I want to call beast mode and you know they're hiding it they're hiding their well how did I word it essentially something along the lines of we're wearing our pride like a badge of honor but it's actually hiding our shame it's like it's masking it's masking our shame because the, I, I find, especially with the fitness and the beauty industry, um, it's kind of disconnected from health. <laughs> it's not really a health thing. It's more of a, an aesthetic almost. And when I left that industry, like when I was no longer working as a professional in that industry, it, I kind of left disillusioned. And I've come back, circled back around to why I've been feeling disillusioned. And I'm seeing a shift finally um but it's just yeah it's like how can I bridge my knowledge that I've that I've acquired and including the metaphysical stuff because I've healed physical injuries myself with my own metaphysical trainings and if I can heal it in myself I can encourage others to take steps to help them heal themselves too because mm-hmm. I don't believe that I heal you I believe that I just help you heal and you might just need to hear the word of the right question and boom everything falls into place you know um but I feel like you know, those things that we've been working in so hard for so long, like we're here to be algorithm interrupters. So how can I do that? Well, I have some ideas, but (laughs) like, that's kind of what I like. That totally feeds my like rebel self too of, I came here to fuck shit up. Well, I don't have to do it the way that I've been doing it. I can, I can just be that, that stake in the sand where it's like, ah, I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit on this. This is, there's a better way you know, and just, and just like lead the path, be the, be the tour guide to that better way. That's kind of where I'm, where I'm at with what I want to do in the world. 
That's awesome. When you said algorithm interrupters, I pictured a person with a gigantic drum and a cymbal and just bashing it. <laughs> Almost like one of those clap monkeys. With oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm an algorithm interrupter. <laughs> that would make an amazing video. <laughs> oh, my next TikTok. <laughs> there you go. My next reel. Except I'll yeah. use hot lids. Bing, bing, bing. Heck yeah, use what you got around you, my friends. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That'll be fun. Because mm. I, I think that is true. I think a lot of us in this, I don't want to call us a gap generation because I don't feel like that's quite accurate, but kind of the middle between like the old school thoughts and then the new ones coming through. I feel like a lot of us are here to do that algorithm, algorithm interrupting in the sense of like, this is how we did it. This is what we see can happen. Let's do something in the middle to help us move it, you know, move just slightly farther, you know, mm -hmm. so that by the time, like my daughter is grown up to, you know, my age, um, you know, then who knows what the world might be. That'll be really exciting. That is, it's it totally, it really, really is exciting. Um, and I think this circles back to how we started the call on, you know, what is still, in the field that is that sludginess that needs to be cleared away that's kind of stopping that for, or like slowing that down from happening because I, I do firmly believe that like the trajectories are already set in motion so we no longer need to hold our stake in the sand of it's not going to be this way or it's got to be this way like no like stop holding the ends of that polarity let them go and realize what's coming up the middle because what's coming up the middle is the change. And how many times has someone sort of touched down by coming up the middle and no one freaking saw it coming because they're too busy watching the ends. <laughs> yeah. The little football reference <laughs> came out of, <laughs> out of left field. There you go, there's a baseball reference. <laughs> I'm not sports to you guys, just, just go with it. <laughs> well, and I think that's, that's the whole point of like, use the system to break the system, right? Yeah. Like you gotta learn if you want to tear something down, you kind of have to learn about how it works and how it's running and why it's happening so that you can just move it slightly, right? Like, oh, there's like, there's a, an example or, or something that I want to bring through that's like right on the tip of my tongue, but I can't quite grasp it. Um, oh, it's like, I think it was something to do with vibrations and sound. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, like, I'm seeing almost like a Jenga tower that's like oscillating at a certain frequency. And all you have to do to disrupt that is just like move the frequency just slightly over and it'll disrupt. And then like everything falls apart. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, that's kind of like, you don't have to go from like a to Z you can just go to a, well, I guess numbers would be better one to a hundred. Cause you could just go 1.25, you know, yeah. 1.5 you know, just slightly incrementally like forward so that eventually when we get to hundred, you know, everything is different, but it's not just a instant switch, right? Think of how many people would be so thrown off by that in like immediate switch. If we were like, you know what, this is no longer how it's going to be. This is all of like, this is all the new stuff that's happening. That's like when they brought in computers and all the older people were like, oh, I don't know how to use this. That would be all of us being like, oh God, we don't know how to human. <laughs> yeah. you know? 
Well, and it's interesting, like you brought up that Jenga reference because like when we're on one side of an argument holding that polarity and someone else is on the other side of their argument holding the polarity, what we're trying to do is someone's trying to pull down the top while they're also trying to knock out, knock out the tower from the bottom. But like you said, all you need to do is move one piece. So when you're on one side of an argument, are you actually helping the situation or are you causing harm to the situation? Because that, that idea of like equal and opposite is always true. So if you're hanging on to one end, you're also holding that other end in place. What happens when you drop both ends? And I feel like a lot of us need to drop what they're hanging on to um, and take a look at why they were hanging on to it in the first place. And then I would even almost want them to take it back another step further and take a look at more of that inner self of like, what does it mean for me to hang on to this? And is this really what is what's right for my body, mind, soul, life path at this time? And trust whether you get a yes or no and follow through with it. Because not every single one of us is meant to, to be on the front line of that battle. We don't have to be. I'm that, that kind of person. I, I can be the vocal person. I can go off on a rant. I can be in your face, but I almost am done with that. Like, I'm kind of tired of being that. I would rather sit back as the observer in the back row of class and just take in the whole scene and then figure out from there where my personal next move is going to be and not worry about the rest. And I feel like we've really amplified too much of the having to be on the front lines or, or holding the back end or whatever. And it's like, well, if your foundation is shaking, it doesn't matter because it's all going to crumble. And it's, it's also that avalanche aspect of like getting that intuitive hit of, of realizing when to pivot and when to make the change. Like I really spent a lot of time pushing my, my healing modality and which is cool. Like I do enjoy that, but like I started out as a Reiki practitioner and I got to tell you, Reiki is not where my heart is. It's a valuable tool to have, but do I want to spend an hour in silence laying hands on someone's body to give them an energy charge? No, because I can do a heck of a lot more in an hour in a coaching call conversation and toss a Reiki ball their way at the end of it and get a more of an impact in their healing and their shifting of what they actually want to achieve, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's been a, it's kind of an interesting experience to, I kind of got stuck in the, I have to be this, I have to be that compartmentalization for myself. And now I'm like, okay, how do I actually put all of this together to be just me (laughs) and use all of the tools as needed when needed and not feel like I have to hang on to all of them at the same time. Like they come with me for the ride and they'll pop forth when they're, when they're useful. It's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, that's now, if the collective could do the same thing, that'd be great. The world would look different. Yeah, listen, guys, come on. Oh, because it's like harder to, it's harder to adjust when you pull the rug out from underneath somebody. And I get that. And either way, whether the rug was pulled out from under us quickly or whether it's been dragged out over four years, I guess the level of trauma is the same. If you think of it that way. So. Yeah. If, it, if it's a slow climb in, it's also can be a slow climb out, but you come out of it on the other side with much different, I guess, expectation or perspective of self. Yeah. 
Well, to sum that all up. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, the notes for this, this, uh, this one's going to be interesting to recall. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it'll, it, it, it was, you know, it was pretty cohesive though. It was, it was a little bit of a ride, but we Called got there. Uh, right? Tangerines or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Any parting words before we kind of wrap up this episode? Mm, no, just a reminder of my handle changing. I am now uh, Coach Carol Sky. And if you're interested in checking me out for a metaphysical fitness assessment, consult, whatever, I have all of that information on my link, my link tree in my bio. So if you guys are interested, I will be releasing more information in the next few weeks about what that looks like and how to book. But if you're listening to the podcast and I haven't posted anything yet, well, you got the insider deal. So hit me up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I don't think I have any other final words. I hope you all have a wonderful week. <laughs> Just to make it a little happy. I don't know. I feel like this upcoming week, like when this podcast is released, it will be I would like to think that our listeners have received the shifts that I felt already in the last couple of days. So like, if it hasn't take a breath and send back what isn't yours, because you might be dabbling in that collective gunk that isn't yours. So, so there's my parting words. There you go. That's, that's better. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we can't end this episode on such sad, well, not sadness, but like, it was more like, (laughs) yeah, I kind of felt Yeah, Today's pretty, today was pretty, um, like an undercurrent conversation rather than our usual I'm I'm a lot of things you guys I don't just go on crazy tangents and- <laughs> I'm a lot of things <laughs> oh, truer words have not been spoken I yeah. am a lot of things <laughs> take me or leave me awesome well you guys can all find me at heal with Erin Mindy um or heal or wow I forgot my my uh, my web address, <laughs> or uh, you can find me at erinmindy.ca. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I guess, thank you all for listening. This mm-hmm. has been a very interesting, I don't know, podcast episode. I hope you guys all kind of feel those shifts coming. I hope, you know, it's easy-ish for you. I can't say it's going to be easy, but I'd like it to be like, try to make it as easy as possible nurture your human that's what i'd like yeah, to say. i like that make it as easy for yourself as you possibly can yeah and know that there are people out there in the world that do want to help you including aaron and i so if you need a session book a session because that's what we're here for yep to help you awesome well thanks everyone for listening and uh we will catch you all in the next episode Woo. bye, bye.